It's the Ben's Punani woman's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something, you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. In this to be celebrated. Should I should I even be singing that song because of the things that trans I'm trying to think about the elections in Nigeria. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. It is me, Kalechi, in the absolute bestest place to be. And you are watching or listening to SYM. Officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. And my God, this week, it feels like there's a lot to get through. And I'm just going <laughs> to, I am just going to do my best. Okay. This week has been a lot. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot. I, I, the last week, sorry, I'm saying this week, last week, the, in the last week, I've done so, so many things. I missed tap dance because obviously I went to Sweden. Why did I go to Sweden? To go and see Beyonce. Beyonce? Beyonce? Yeah, I saw Beyonce. Um, Annie, I think, sent it to me. Episode 28 was when I said, you know what? I watched um, Beachella and like... I, I was transformed. I was transformed. And it's funny because I'm always talking about the fact that like, I'm not somebody that's big on being like a stan or being a fan um, of anybody in particular. Um, but it was funny to me that when I got to that concert, Renaissance, Renaissance, I was dancing like my, I danced like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David dance on your grave, Elizabeth. Um, sorry, 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 that was out of order. Um, yes, I was there on the opening night uh, to see Beyonce Knowles Carter. Um, in Stockholm. And it was a mood. So I've got to big up Levette, the baby girl that got the tickets. And she was just like, yeah, roll through. So I booked an apartment, booked my flight. And, you know, we sorted this out for a while. And, you know, it's just been there. You know, I've been quietly excited. And I had a great time. I wore my little cheetah print. Did you guys, did you guys say it was cheetah or a leopard print? Anyway, I wore that. And my trainees, my trainees. And that's my Scouse accent for those of you who don't know. So I wore that and um, yeah, I had a little satin jacket that I got from, I'm like readjusting this top, um, a little satin jacket that I got from Zara, had that on. You know, the reason that my, okay, I've got to go back to what I was talking about, but I really wanted to say the reason that my hair is out and it should be out because that's the whole point of having locks, right? Was because I took my braids out. Because I'm meant to get my hair done on Monday Get my locks retightened on Monday Then I get a message on Sunday afternoon That unfortunately they have to cancel my appointment And I'm just like, you know what? Everything happens for me and not to me This is an opportunity to just enjoy having my locks out But reason I say that is because I love my locks Like they're really, really flourishing Get into it 
like that meme. <laughs> yeah, they're really flourishing, but yeah, I was looking forward to like them washing it and then retightening or whatever, but I'm just going to do it next week instead. But I was really enjoying those braids that I had done in New York. I do not like keeping hair in for too long or keeping a style in for too long. I'm sure I had that in for well over a month or just about a month. And I had no qualms with, with doing so. That woman, the way that she braided, I think she was speaking French. The French West African, the West African women that speak French, I had to really recalibrate how I was going to phrase that. The, the West African women that speak French and that can braid hair, they're on a madness. They are on a madness. Their skills, their Janice Kwan, also known as Janice Kwan, mad. Because she braided my, baby, won't you braid my hair? You knew it was coming. Won't you braid my hair? I can't even remember the rest now. You may think that I'm complaining. That's not to say. All I'm saying is my body gets weak. My mind gets tired. I need sleep. But I got to keep traveling on the road. Doing these shows. New York to I don't even know the cities that he says Dallas to Philly It's the rules of the game That I like to play And sometimes girl I want to say Baby won't you braid my hair Won't you braid my hair Mario That album You snapped Mario that album Mm, uh, mm. I couldn't even find the key Ooh, Yeah, yeah, yeah do, 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 do. That's another song Baby, I just don't get it Hey, do you enjoy being arts? I know you smell the puffles The makeups on the shots You don't believe his stories You know that their whole lies Mad as you are You stick around and I just don't know why If I was a man I better stop singing before they come and look at me And look at look for me Because I'm really doing a lot But all I'm saying is Mario You did bits You did bits I have to give it to you You really did bits Um. So back to Renaissance Um. It was a mood It was a vibe Um. I loved the concert I, that was my first time going to a Beyonce concert I even wanted to bring my hat Because Lovette got us like VIP tickets I wanted to bring the hat that we got in our goodie bags And we've got that um The board that says That's also a fan that says 10 You know like it's a ballroom situation It was so well thought out The visuals were impeccable The visuals were my favourite aspect Of the entire performance Like obviously Beyonce gave what she gave It was brilliant um, loved the costumes as well But my favourite part of it Was like the cinematography That went into creating the visuals That was like on the screen And we kept, she kept showing us solar eclipses Am I spoiling it? I don't want to give spoilers So I know that some of you Are yet to go and like Watch it in um, Cardiff And um, well in the US But I mean you've already seen clips online I'm not telling you anything that any, Well I'm not going to go I'm not telling you like the freaking um, set Play or whatever what, what she's going to sing What I'm saying is The imagery of the solar eclipses 
I really feel like she's telling the girl something. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if after this, she's like, I've given you enough. Although she says that, what is it? In the album was like, this is part one or act one or something. So maybe she's got something to come thereafter. But the solar eclipse vibe that we kept seeing solar eclipses. I just felt like, you know, the solar being the sun, um, the eclipse, the covering of the sun, almost as if she's saying that sun as in her ego self, she's like, bye-bye guys, like retiring, enjoy, or just going a bit away for a long while. Um, I don't know. When I sit like this, I just wonder if I'm just exposing my front to the whole world when they're watching this um, or to the a thousand or so people who watch the visuals of this, but um, soon to be tens of thousands, but it will be what it will be. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. A word. Spirit really said, sing properly and deliver the word. Whatever will be, will be. The future is not ours to see. Because sometimes when you tell people certain things, they start talking a madness about you. So anyway, back to Beyonce. So very cute. Solar eclipse very much felt like, oh, guys, I'm going to be leaving you in a bit. Going to retire. I'm going to go and live my life. That's the vibe that I got. But when I tell you sis was in the Pluto in Pluto in Aquarius bag, Pluto, power, obsession, all of that stuff. Aquarius, the people, large groups of people, technology, innovation, AI, AI. Ha. Whoever her astrologer is, they are disgusting. The spiritual team that that woman has, she went and found the best of the best because she doesn't just release things anymore. She's working to planetary transits that are the most auspicious for her. Meanwhile, you, some of you raggedy bitches are sitting there in your little group chats like, okay, she keeps talking about astrology. She keeps talking about tarot, but stay there. Stay there. Stay there being a mess. Yeah. Not knowing which way, but I'm still helping the girls. I'm still feeding the girls with my knowledge. Imagine that, right? But anyway, her spiritual team, all the places that she's got them in, her, in the world, the 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 Iyanifa, the Babalawas, the people that do, her team is mad. They are actually. I feel sick. I feel nauseous because they are on job. They are on job. The Pluto in Aquarius like themes that came through, she knows what's about to happen next. It's only you wogga wogga people that don't want to get yourself in line. But she's been sis be knowing, sis be knowing. And you know, while we're on that subject, and I'm still gonna come back to Sweden, Mercury retrograde in Taurus in my second house really taught me a thing or two about how to value myself and to like, like, you don't know your worth. Hey. All the things I know that you deserve Oh, it's not even how many minutes it's, te- it's just gone 11 minutes And I've already gone through how many songs But it is what it is, okay What was I going to say? Um, Yeah, Mercury retrograde in Taurus In my second house of money, value, talent Like my resources that I cultivate for myself And I keep 
Huh, it's been a time because it really meant that I had to revisit so many things that are part of how I essentially make money and how I do work, but also how I value myself. I had an incident where somebody emailed me, offered me a particular amount to be a part of something. I didn't bother to even look into it or assert how much I wanted for the thing, only to see other people like participate in, in that thing. And I was just like, wait, they wouldn't, what? What? So I've gone back and I've been like, um, just want to revisit this. And then it literally doubled. And I said, Kelechi, come and see your life. Kelechi Olua Fumilayo, come and see your life. And this is why most times I just let my agents deal with things because me, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And so if anybody tells me any sort of story, I'll take 10 pounds to do something. Something that usually, if they did it right for me, I'd charge thousands for. But I'd just be like, yeah, sure, why not? And it's like, get, be fucking for real. Like, collectively, be fucking for real with yourself. Like, you are giving and giving and giving. Like, know your worth, you know? And so that's something I had to revisit. One Mercury, communication that rules communication, all of that stuff, as well as travel. But, oh yeah, and I did travel, didn't I? I went back to Stockholm and I'd been there before. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, I just love when astrology is astrologizing. (laughs) The main thing is communications, revisiting things because of Mercury retrograde, um, the resources, the things I create with my talents. I came back to making YouTube videos and it took a lot of Oh, it took a lot of resetting. So now if you see like the lights that I've got in front of me, lights, camera, action. Lights, like I really had to utilize the talents of um and the assistance of those around me who know how to do these things. And then now when I was setting up to record today, I was just like, girl, like be proud of yourself. Like, you know, and I really want to take a moment to say that because it's not even a thing where you're like, I'm gassing up the ting, right? But I'm just really proud of me because a lot of people don't know what I go through in the day to day, the things that I've been through. I mean, I talk about bits here and there on the pod and whatever else, but I'm an extremely almost neurotically private person, even from the people who are closest to me. Right. And so with that being said, I still persevere. I still want to create things and bring light into the world. And I really had to like sit in that knowledge that, Fam, like in my heart of hearts, I do this because I want to bring love and share my experiences into the world. Anybody out there who's got some kind of skewed perspective of me, that is for them to have. That is not for me to try to um, rectify because if in with your korokoro eyes, in your heart of hearts, you can't feel this glory, you can't feel this pizzazz, and you claim that I'm anything other, thunder fire your bumper clock, thunder fire you and the rest of your family, like truly, truly, madly, deeply. Because I'll be your wish, I'll be your dream, I'll be your fantasy. It's Kelechi, not Savage Garden. Um, Really, I'm just sitting in the knowledge that I'm I'm a baby girl. You know, I say it for everybody else, but I'm truly, truly a baby girl. And I'm so, so proud of me. (laughs) I'll be more proud of me when I get on with writing my novel. But in this moment, I don't even want to put caveats on it because I tend to do that. I'm like, what? You're proud of yourself. You still got that thing to complete and you still got that thing to complete. But I'm, I'm really proud of the lessons that I've been cognizant of and that I've been integrating over the past year, definitely, definitely over the past like few months. I've really been doing my homework and I hope 
that you know spirit is proud of me um i you know specifically when i say spirit i mean olodumaria i i pray that olodumaria is proud of me like you know all of the things that i do my spirit guides are, and my my ancestors i hope that they're proud of me because i've been putting in that work baby and it's not so much the output, it's the input, what I'm doing inside myself and noticing things. And whether people think it's woo-woo or not, sometimes things can merely be um, stimuli for you to then, um, you know, go be inspired by to then go and do the work. It doesn't matter what you quote unquote believe in. It's just, are you doing the work? Because you could talk about belief all day, every day. You lot want to shout, oh, I can't take that astrology stuff. I can't take this. I can't take that. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So why do you keep, why do you keep dating demons? Why? Because, and why are you a demon is the thing. I'm surprised the way that some of you talk so much about Christianity and you can't really take the things that I do, whether it's tarot or astrology. I'm surprised that you haven't combusted when you've tried to walk into a church. Because you're nasty, nasty people And you're using Christianity as an excuse to denigrate what I do But even Christianity If Christ knew that you were claiming the cross He might just fall off it <laughs> Be like, huh? not, not that one uh, Drop off, because not you, baby <laughs> Not you oh, I don't like this, I don't like this It's demonic, it's demonic, it's demonic But when we are looking for the demonic guides in this life We'll find them by you are you what are you trying to exercise out of what are you trying to exercise what kind of exorcism are you trying to do out of your punani where it's only the penetration of demons that can help you huh incubus incubi anyway let me not let me know Because that goes for the same For the other people If, if it's the women That you're, you you still want to choose Succubi Succubus That's all you know But you'll have everything To say about collection I just think she's a bit angry Just think she's a bit Just think she's a bit Shut up Shut up Get a life I feel like that's You know As Jupiter moves into Taurus I just wish some of you Would get a life ha! Jupiter's moving into My second house Of resources and talent it was in Aries and the, my first house, House of Self And I have felt a bit weirdy but, um, Because it can expand the self But I don't care I'm just out here Just out here um, But yeah, I'm excited for what's to come And Mercury Retrograde ends today <laughs> We praise the Most High Because I have learned enough lessons Thank you so much But obviously we enter into the post-retrograde shadow So things might feel a little bit slow um, when Jupiter enters into Taurus, um, the first thing it's going to do is, I think, make a square to Pluto. Um, so that whole thing is just, again, I feel like for me, whenever I have any sort of harsh aspects with Pluto, it's me going up against some kind of authority, whether it's something that I have to say about policing or the government or the building. Pardon me. It might be the building that I have my pole dance studio in I've really been talking But let me just tell you all of these stories While I have the time um, So Have I covered everything? No, I need to go back to Sweden Okay, no, no, okay No, 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 no So let me go back to Sweden Before I come forward I need to remember I need to say this Anyway, Sweden was wonderful Like I said Big up Levet. Levet did the most beautiful thing for me I almost forgot Um she had cakes and she had a cake and a cupcake made for me. And it had like the edge of here, you know, my book, my short story collection that's coming out that I hope that you've pre-ordered. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, she had the cover of the book put on the cupcakes and then on the on the cake, and it was just so beautiful. Like the care and the time and the love that she took into doing all of that for me, especially because I've been lamenting on this podcast. Like my friends don't surprise me with things. Her. That surprise was absolutely beautiful. So the next time any of you even hear me try it and throw a tantrum on the podcast and go, my friends don't be like, ah, 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 ah. Kelechi, know yourself, mind yourself, be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> like they, they, they've definitely hooked you up with stuff. Um, and they have throughout the years. I'm just being a brat. Um, it was just really beautiful. I had um, a great time with Levette. Now let's talk about Sweden. Sveriga or is it Svenska? Whatever they call you, man. Let's talk about Sweden. On the first night that I arrived in Sweden, um, Lavette was driving me home. Oh, driving, I said home. She was driving me to my apartment. Um, we chilled at hers for a bit, then we'll get into her apartment. Because of the sat nav where she was meant to make a turning, she um she missed the turning. So instead of doing a UE. In the middle of the road Put your hands up Bend your knees Turn around in a circle Get down with me Oh come on, come on It's not hard to learn uh, uh, It's called the U-turn I had to I'm so sorry Anytime I say that word I've got to I've just got to Anyway We want to do a UE Can't do it in the middle of the road So I'm like Drive into that petrol station And then come out of the petrol station Because then you'll be coming out the other way We do that And we are going on our merry way there's an unmarked van behind us. It starts flashing its light. Okay, I'm thinking maybe the speed that Levette's going, maybe they want to get by. Go by then. No, we carry on. Then, blue lights. And they're flashing those blue lights. Blue lights, red lights start flashing. You want us to pull over. All right, cool. So I'm like, okay, need to, you know, um, find a, f- um, I'm advising the vet like, okay, so there needs to be a safe space, a safe place to stop. Because that's the thing about these police officers. They'll tell you to stop. But then if you stop somewhere mad, you will still be fined for stopping somewhere mad. So um, she stops now. As she's stopping, they swerve the van. Boom. Right in front of us. Like they were, what are you doing? Like they bring it right to the front. Boom. Okay, so you're being very dramatic right now. You're being extremely dramatic. Three officers jump out, white officers. One woman, two men come to the side of the car. Um, why didn't you stop when we told you to stop? Because you know, I think they started speaking um, English or whatever straight away. Um, I think maybe because English was spoken first by us. But anyway, they were like, why didn't you stop when we told you to stop? Because it wasn't safe, it wasn't safe to stop there. So we stopped as soon as possible in a safe space. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So then we're like, so why did you stop us? Well, Levette's like, why did you stop us? Because you know me, I was already getting vexed. Levette's like, why did you stop us? They're like, oh, because you went into the petrol station and came out without getting petrol. And so at this point, I'm like, yeah, because you can't turn you shouldn't turn in the middle of the road there was no like so you have to go somewhere so you you could turn they were like okay yeah that makes sense too okay so 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 what are we doing then because we're just we're really just looking at each other at this if the reasons that we did those things make sense then what are you doing here ah is it the black is it the black Oh, you can go just, there was a whole other part to it, but that's not important. They're like, yeah, 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 you can go. 
And it just really, really irritated me because there was, there were no grounds for any of that. Like none. Like they added something. There was just, it, there was just none. And it was just really irritating. So there was that. And apparently, oh, you know, they don't just do it to black people or whatever over there or whatever. Like, just don't talk to me. That's it. Don't talk to me. As in them, like, go away. Um, And the fact that it was like an unmarked van, like, you lot are just prowling the streets. Are you a fox? Are you a fox? <sighs> so there was that. Cool. So then on the day of the Beyonce concert, we're getting there we're rushing to get there because some people are already there um that are friends of Levette, whatever but they're sat in a different place to us anyway but we still wanted to get there don't want to miss the goodie bags don't want to miss entrance you know to entry to get to um the place that we're meant to be sat at so we get there get there just in time and then there's like a red and white tape um that would have been i guess the uh the like border or so for the queue for that kind of like that VIP, whatever entrance, that VIP ticket entrance. Cool. Fine. Nobody is there. Absolutely nobody. I promise you not a single soul was there because everybody had gone inside. So instead of walking all the way around this, you know, this uh, tape, right? Levette and I duck underneath the tape and come out in front of the security person Some tall, gangly, very haggard looking woman Looked like Wicked Witch of the West So we come out under, like underneath the tape And we're standing in front of her She goes, do you know what that is? She's pointing to the tape I'm like, um, no Because if you <laughs> If you want to be a monkey I will give you a circus do you know what that is? I'm like, no. She's like, well, what do you think it is? I was like, I don't know. She's like, well, it's a fence. Girl, girl, that is not a fence. That, that's, a, a, that's tape. That's clearly meant to like corner off this area. We're coming into this area to get into this venue. There's absolutely nobody queuing here. So rather than walking all the way around, we just ducked under the tape and we're here. We're being efficient with time because we need to get into there before the entry closes. I want you to walk all the way around. This is what this haggard cow had it. I want you to walk all the way around. Not in this lifetime, baby. I was like, no, why can't we just go in? Because I said so Look I don't know what it is with some of you security people You feel like you don't have Any power anywhere else And the little money That they are paying you to man the doors Of this venue that they are earning Millions and you're earning Small small change you really want Is this your father's business Helga Helga, Is this your father's business that you're doing all of this I said I'm not going back around And in that moment Two white girls did the exact same thing Because they were rushing as well They didn't want to miss, um, you know, enter, uh, getting their entry They do the exact same thing They cut under the um, the tape I look at the, both of them and I'm like Ah, 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 ah You have to go round Isn't that what you said? Isn't that what you said? They, they have to go round Suddenly the energy dissipated Suddenly she didn't have the energy anymore What? Because you're not going to tell the white girls to go round Meanwhile, the vet's talking to her um, In Swedish and whatever, whatever 
And then basically what transpires is like Lavette's um, said to her like, oh, um, you know, why are you being like this? Or were, were people really mean to you today? She was like, yeah, people have been a bitch to me today. Um, so that's why I'm being a bitch. That is no excuse. I am not the people. We are not the people who were bitches to you today. We're just trying to get into a venue. And I just felt like, nah, if this is what Sweden is like in a day to day. Nah, nah. There isn't a meatball in the world that would make me commit to that fuckery. There isn't a Malmö, there isn't a click clack, there isn't an Unstum that can buy from Ikea that will make me commit to that fuckery. That, there isn't a Malm headset or, or, or um, cupboard. I'm not doing it. Ridiculous behavior. Absolutely ridiculous from the police to the person I've now named Helga. Helga the horrid, horrid Helga. Like, nah. Just the day-to-day horrid behavior. And we weren't even in an area where, you know, because some, sometimes when we have the um, areas the where they got the demographics of people that are um, like on lower socioeconomic or of a lower socioeconomic status, you can understand or not understand, but you know why they're policing those areas and why they're behaving the way that they're behaving. But Omar, even if you're in the areas that those people aren't in, they still see your black skin and want to move a particular way. You're bringing energy and you're bringing it to the wrong person. So I, I feel like I very much came with that. You know, like sometimes you don't, I don't see myself as British in certain regards, right? Then I enter into situations like that and I'm like, no, I'm British as fuck because I, ve- I was ready to get leery. Are you nuts? I was ready to get leery. But that police situation, I feel like why it upset me, especially the way that they brought their van so violently, like woof, in front of us, really made me think of Sandra Bland. It made me think of Breonna Taylor. made me think of Sarah Reed. Like, it just made me think of, like, the black women who, during interactions with police, have ended up dead. All because of whatever. With Sandra Bland, it was like, oh, they said it was a broken taillight or something. And then I know she was dead when they took their mug, like their mug shots. I just know it. So I just found that whole thing rather triggering. And although, like I said, I had a great time overall, even with Helga's um, behavior. Um, yeah, I I don't think. And then when we heard that, um, you know, there was that thread that was happening online on Twitter a while back where people were saying that if you go to a Swedish person's house, like they don't offer you food. Like you lot are not like, you're not striking me as nice people. Like the culture doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel warm. I know it's cold a lot of the times and dark where you lot are, but like, don't behave like bats, like, like behave better. That like that's, it's not nice. It's not nice. Be warmer, be warmer. God. Oh, wow. Is that all I wanted to say? No, I need to tell you. I've really been talking. I need to tell you some dates very, very quickly. Um, 23rd of May, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm a guest on a live show, um, a podcast. So you definitely need to get involved with that. Um, I should actually put the list. What I'll do is I'll just put a list of all the things that I'm doing and you can just see it there. How's that? Just go and see a list of the things I'm doing. Because 23rd of May, 6th of June are things. 12th of September, obviously, you know, is the London Live show. 18th of September, I'm doing an event, I think, at Sea Containers um, in London. 
So you can check that out. I know I haven't said anything more about the Birmingham um, live show, but the venue is really like they're very slow on those emails. So I might just have to call it a day because I can't, I don't know. Can we blame Mercury retrograde? I don't know, but I don't have time to be waiting and waiting for people to get back to me over the most basic. How can you be trying to book a venue and then it's taking them like two weeks to get back to you? I mm, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, apart from that, what else did I do? I went to go and watch Wagatha Christie, the play. Wagatha play about Rebecca Vardy and Colleen Rooney. If you remember that drama from 2019, it was dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. Wow. Colleen Rooney, big up yourself. Big up yourself because investigator, of the ages, Wagatha Christie to Bomba. I, I even heard that. Did they say that Rebecca Vardy's trademarked Wagatha Christie now? That's so spiteful. If you did, that's a bit mad. Um, but whatever. Anyway, the play was really entertaining. I found it super entertaining. And yeah, um, it was Halima. That's it, Halima Hussein, who's in it. Um, she's one of the commentators. Very brilliant. Very funny. I loved it. I did. I had a great time. It also made me think about what I was talking about earlier. Like, I think that I'm no longer doing, you know, um, before I was just like, oh, I'm in, um, let me move this a little bit. I'm on the market for some extra friends. You know, I feel like I should make friends, maybe like older friends. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for dancing. Um, yeah, I'm in the mood to make, uh, older friends or whatever. I am no longer looking for friends I don't want friends um, Keep the friends I have Thank you so much I no longer want friends Woof, What's this in my face? Some fluff um, Are my feet dry? Oh you can't see my feet um, Yeah I'm not Because I really watched that play Like Rebecca Vardy was really dear I mean, Knowing what she was doing Knowing that she was selling the stories From this woman's close friend's um, Instagram stories That she was selling it to the Sun newspaper The Sun newspaper You're selling the stories of a scouser To the Sun newspaper you, Like it's disrespectful On at least 17 levels It is mad And meanwhile She'll put up something that, you know, sounds sad And then you'll text her or WhatsApp her like Oh, babe, I'm really feeling it for you I hope you're okay You know, you're a tough girl Keep smiling Yo! It's when I heard the keep smiling I said, me, me, Yeah Get thee behind me, Satan Get thee behind me, Satan Wow Wrong, wrong Wrong, wrong Get thee behind me, Satan. Wow. Because I've had people like that. And I think I even talked about it before where that she was really trying to do up influencing at the time. I don't know if you remember, there was a time I went, I will never stop to, I will never write, take that story off um, the playlist. When I went to a dinner that this um, influencer girl had invited me to, other people had been invited. I don't even know if I really chat to most people who were there. And I, anyway, um, only for her to be sat at the table, someone said, oh, your nails are nice. And she was just like, yeah, where I went to go and do them, the woman was like, did you see Kalechi's baby announcement? It's a shame that she's having a baby with a white man and you've invited me. 
You've invited me to this dinner and I'm sat right here and you're saying that. And this is what makes me laugh because I don't slap people when I should. And I've seen her like once since. And I was just disgusted that she still exists because this is the same person that would be texting me these long text messages one time. Like I had a dream about you and you and your partner, you were running and running through the desert and running and people were chasing you and they never wanted you to have peace. I said, I rebuke you. I rebuke you in the name of the most high. I pray that all my guardian angels with their flaming swords start to discombobulate your life, that you are the one, whatever you've dreamt for me, we return back to you a thousandfold. Madness. What? And it's that sort of energy where these people, they tell you, whether you're paying attention or not, people tell you that they don't like you in through various means. You just have to be paying attention, but you're wanting me to advise you coming to me all the time. Oh, I want advice and how I grow this and how I do this. I just want to be more grounded in myself. God punish you. God punish your bumbaclarts. I've really been through it Jesus When I think about the things And that people have tried It's just like What? what? And Yeah it's just It's funny the people that show up Specifically when they think That something bad has happened to you So before I felt like maybe I was just Too skeptical a person But there are people who Really only ever show up when they've seen like a drama online and then they want to give you words of encouragement. And it's like, no, you just want to see firsthand whether it's bothering me or not. And uh, the team, the spiritual team that guard me, they will not let you have that baby. Let me just let you know that. No, no, I've actually been talking for 37 minutes and I have not gotten into the main bulk of this podcast and my feet are dry. (sighs) Wonders shall actually never cease. Um, but fine. All right, cool. I feel like I've actually said enough. I have said enough. I think I've covered everything. I was going to tell you about all the live um things that I'll be doing, and then I couldn't even remember the dates because I didn't put them in my notes. Because clearly, I'm just a wild gal. Um, but anyway, let's jump to the tarot then for this week. Who did I even choose for? Who? Let's see. Okay. I think I know who I chose. Here we go. Hi, Kelechi. I wanted to start by saying a massive thank you for all that you do. Your brutal honesty and integrity is such a breath of fresh air in this country. Can't see you, NT. I love that. Plus, you're such a baby girl um, and full of great vibes. Thank you. I think, no, plus you're just a baby girl full of great vibes. Thank you. Please bear with me when reading this letter. I don't necessarily possess the articulation I'd like when writing. The end of last year was a crazy time for me. My fiance left me for someone else, which was incredibly difficult to deal with. And I spent a lot of time blaming myself. Our lives were so intertwined that it genuinely feels like I have lost a part of myself. The whole situation led me to, led to me having a breakdown in which I am thankfully recovering from. On the top On top of the loss of my relationship, I'm also feeling unfulfilled at work. I work within the education sector and Lord, we are suffering. I am overworked, underpaid and unappreciated. I would love to change jobs, but I'm worried about the financial uh, implications of doing so. 
Overall, I'm feeling lost. I feel like there is a calling to do something different within my life, but I can't quite work out what that is. The very stable life that I had seems to have been torn apart and I can't help but think it's for a reason. Or maybe it's, this is wishful thinking. Plus my Saturn return is steadily approaching. Aww. So I don't know whether right now is the time for big decisions. If possible, I would like to know how I move forward. I feel so stagnant and I don't know what my next steps are. I hate change. Oh, so you're a fixed sign, I imagine. Or you've got re- um, fixed placements. But um, is spirit guiding me to some changes in my life? I've attached my birth chart. Thank you so much for reading this letter. I truly appreciate it. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Sending you lots of love and your loved ones, all the love and light from a confused and heartbroken baby girl. Um, I've attached a screenshot as I'm not sure it attached properly the first time. I hope it's a birth chart in circles. No. Um, Thank you for sending me your birth chart. Moon and Taurus. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so now you've started your Saturn return. Um, oh no, yeah, you're start, you started your Saturn return. So I, you re- wrote this in obviously before that would happen. Oh, beautiful! You've got Jupiter and Libra. I love that. Venus, um, Venus, Taurus. What's that? Your move. That's a little fly here. Um, in your. So are you an Aries? What are you? Just looking over your chart really, really quickly All right, let me see if I can actually see anything in your 10th house If you're sending me your chart in the future um, Send me it in a circular thing so I can actually see it properly This is a lot to try and read Uh, Okay Okay, so that's nice I feel like well, let's see. I don't know if you like fashion or if you like if fashion or is it like um, something to do with um, equality. Um, let's see. Let me just add this here so we can start shuffling. Let me move my mic. All right. So let's just get. And I'm sorry that your fiance did that. Um, couldn't have been easy for you. But I'm glad that you're still here Making it through What's the advice for a confused baby girl Let's just start there I'm just going to pull general advice for you Because I just don't You know, you sent that in a little while back I'm not even going to look at the date Because I make myself sick When I look at how long I've taken To get back to some of these things That you all have written So let's see what we've got here See, I knew I felt something that I don't know whether it's law Or um, something to do Like something humanitarian Or it's fashion that's the vibe that I'm getting But it'll be Oh Drop down one second Then we've got the Eight of Pentacles That came out actually In reverse That's how it came out So we've got the Judgment card Just shut that here We've got the Judgment card Oh that's a better place Judgment card And then we've got the Eight of Pentacles um, That came out in reverse um, As well Judgment in reverse Pentacle Um you do need to change jobs if you haven't already, or if you've already changed, you, you're going to change again. But I, yeah, the, we've got the eight of wands that also came out in reverse. If you, the job, if you've changed jobs, this is still not the job that you're going to stay at. 
it sounds really obvious. People are like, oh, is that what Tamara is about? Then she's just, what? Well, of course you're not going to stay there. You're going to change jobs throughout her life, isn't she? But um, no, you're going to move another to another job. And again, we've got eight to eight. You're going to move to another job very soon. Queen of Wands. We've got the Queen of Wands in reverse. So I feel like this is confirming what I was thinking That it's not time for you to move There's something about where you are now That you still need to learn some lessons for um, Or from um, before moving I saw the four of pentacles in reverse At the bottom of the deck just there um, Something about you need to get your finances in order first um, So I know that you can't stand this job And um, usually when I do reading Sometimes it's just like just leave and do what you want You're, for, The vibe for you isn't to just leave um, So I wouldn't be irresponsible And tell you that that's what it is The vibe I'm getting is not for you to leave There's yeah, you've got to hold off. Why holding off? Why? We've got the four of um, swords that comes up for you that came up upright. You need to focus on self-care. And I think that something about the job that you currently do provides you with the money to do that. So I'm just um, using the astrology die. See what we've got. Okay. Moon. Ha ha ha. All right. Um, yeah, I'd say hold off. Hold off just for a little bit because it seems like you, I don't know whether it's about having this money to do therapy and depends on which kind of therapy you choose. I'm not necessarily saying like talking therapy. You could go and choose to do something like art therapy or whatever the case may be. But you need the money to be able to take care of yourself because you've been through a lot and I'm getting a feeling that you haven't actually... Oh, yeah, you, yeah, that's the card that came out Three of Swords Heartbreak You haven't actually done um, enough work On trying to heal from what happened um, And I, I don't know I get the feeling that Although your fiancé went um, to be with somebody else I don't know if that recently Maybe they've come back around May, I don't necessarily know if they've broken up with that person But they are still trying to get around you So now you're ending up in a kind of three-way Three-way You're ending up in a sort of three-way situation um, And it's not going to serve you It's not going to serve you So any sort of situation that you found yourself in Right now that it isn't That it's just a bit complicated Is probably not going to be your bag um, Ten of pentacles Exactly because what you want is to be with um, a person and feel like emotional fulfillment and feel that stability because we've got the ten of pentacles that came out as your um, one of your other cards as well. Yeah, don't rush out of the job. It feels yeah, justice. I see it again, Libra. Oh God, beautiful. And I see the four of pentacles. That's the justice card uh, card that came out. Um, I see the four of wands in reverse, which signifies like marriage. So I definitely feel like it's either this person's trying to talk to you again, or you're in a situation, a more complicated situation. And I feel like if you're in that situation because you feel so hurt about what happened, just switching decks, you feel so hurt about what happened that you are trying to convince yourself that the best way to not get hurt is to not um, give your all. So you'd rather be in a situation where somebody's already with someone or you're you're gonna get hurt again like you're not built for that baby you're not built for that like let it go let it go um what other card do we have for you here 
And if it's them that's come back around, they can't. So I'm going to shuffle because loads of cards came out. They can't be trusted. So if it's them that's come back around, I wouldn't waste your time. Basically, I wouldn't waste your time with that. I'll say that now. Maybe we'll listen and be like, that's not the answer I wanted. Let me go and tell somebody how upset I am with the answer that you gave me. Oh, the card. Ah, Thank you, Spirit, because one thing Spirit will never do is make a liar out of me. So the card that you've got from the uh, Dickhead and Recovery Affirmation card deck says, I choose myself this time. I told you, I choose myself this time. You've got to choose you, baby. You've got to choose you. So I don't know if you're in a sort of like complex situation right now, that's a little bit messy um, where um, they were your, your, even if it's this person that's come back around your fiance, right? You're in your head, you're rationalizing it going, well, they were mine first. They were mine first and this bitch um, came along and took them. So I'm not doing anything wrong by still seeing them, even though they're still seeing this person. In actual fact, you're being disrespected regardless. Like they don't rate you. Like this fiance person doesn't rate you enough. I'm not saying that they don't rate you at all, but they don't rate you enough and you deserve to be rated highly. So you don't need to be doing all of this higgy haggar as far as I'm concerned. And that goes for anybody else. If you're sort of in a situation where you know deep in your heart of hearts that like this person isn't treating you with the love and care and respect that you deserve, you have to speak up about it, say something about it, or you're going to have to consider other things. Um, Let's see what you've got from the Black Angel deck of cards as your message, because really you have to take care of yourself. You're stressing yourself out, probably hurting your tummy as well, whether it's IBS or um, something you're really working yourself into a ma- like a very mad um, internal state over this person. Got to ask yourself: Is it really? Is it what it? Is it what it? You've got the Joker. That's the card that you've got. The Joker in reverse. I don't really read reverse for these Black Angel decks of cards, but I'll read what it says here. Um, Let's see, because I think all it's telling us is that it's your sleep. You're in the um, sleeping state um, regarding this particular card. Do I know my alphabet? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, G. Where is it, man? Why am I seeing so much fluff today? You know, like in the air, I understand like, um, what's that thing called? I found it. I understand that we've got to do germination and reproduction, reproduction. I understand all of that stuff, but the fluff, it makes me sneeze and I don't like it. Anyway, here we go. The Joker, your lively nature reveals true joy on the waking path, liveliness on the sleeping path, sadness. Joker brings humor to the mundane and the extraordinary. Joker plays and turns things upside down, inside out to shed new light on things that are familiar. The joy that is brought through you, Joker, can be felt as true wisdom. Your laughter is potent and you can bring us to tears. You use humor and laughter as a way to bring the physical body into the experience of revival. You get the blood pumping. Your humor is necessary to help us release the toxicity built up inside when we suppress the life that is in us. Your laughter produces a contagious healing effect that can help us to get through the rigors of life. When you are in the waking path, your liveliness comes from a genuine love of life. Some people feel you can take things too lightly. 
Your humor is not valued at times when people expect you to be serious. You know that not being um, able to laugh at oneself can lead to an extended state in the deep sea of emotions. Knowing this is key to your ability to successfully use humor. People catch themselves laughing around you, but they don't always know the reason. However, when you get downright silly, people tend to shut down on you. You notice this shutdown because you feel a little awkward at times yourself. Folks can be uncomfortable with the release of laughter. The deep, vivacious sounds that come from the belly may appear improper to some, but in fact, those sounds are healing. You may not be aware that as a joker, you have an incredible healing gift. Humor is your way through the revival process. Your lightheartedness is exactly what we need in our experiences of life's disappointments. On the sleeping path, Perhaps you are taking things a bit too lightly, Joker. You use your humor to hide your emotions. Watch to see if you are distracting attention from your from fear or pain that you or others are experiencing in the moment. You are so used to laughing things away that you might be in uh, in be on autopilot. Hiding your sadness or emotions can indicate that you are on the sleeping path. You can be on this sleeping path of sadness for years, thinking you are being lively when in fact you are numb. Slow down your pace by holding back some of your humor, speak um, some of your humor, speak less or a bit slower. Bring your attention inward in silent moments instead of always filling the space with your humor. This awareness could lead you to discover some things that need to be unearthed in your heart. The fear may increase as you decrease the laughter, but over time, a feeling of calm will eventually surface to replace the anxiety covered by laughter and your laughter will return in an authentic way. Also, in the calm, you will see that your laughter is more than a coping skill. Rather, it is a a pulsating lift to our spirits. Recognize your place amongst the healers and honor your medicine of joy. You are more than entertainment. Baby, I feel like spirit wanted to grab you, wanted to grab you with that last line. You are more than entertainment. You're more than entertainment. You're nobody's clown. You are nobody's clown. And I just get the sense from these cards that, in your kind of process that you've chosen for healing or distraction rather, um, you found yourself in a situation that is only reflecting to you how badly you feel about yourself, that you're not worth um, having somebody who respects you wholeheartedly. It was horrible what um, they did to you. And they'll probably try and rationalize it and be like, oh, but I didn't feel like you were paying attention to me and I didn't feel this and I didn't feel that. And so this is why that happened. No, people can give every excuse that they want to give for the reasons that they've done certain things. At the end of the day, it was all down to self-discipline. It was all down to being able to communicate and they chose not to. So if you're in any sort of hickey hacker situation, think about it, think about it. But Primarily focus on loving yourself and healing yourself I know that that loving yourself sounds so woo-woo But just do practical shit for yourself Yeah, but don't rush now Because I feel like what I'm getting from these messages is that You're wanting to change You're wanting to change that job You're wanting to do something because you feel like you couldn't control what your fiancé did So you're like, I've got changed You're trying to find something to control You're trying to find something to have power over And while you genuinely do want to leave this job Sorry, I'm seeing a fly While you genuinely do want to leave this job And you might have already left But I feel like if you have already left You've jumped into a situation where you're not particularly that happy there either Because you're rushing You're trying to You're trying to work your way out of pain when 
unfortunately, you have to sit with pain. Of course, you can still be doing physical things with your body. But if you're trying to distract yourself or laugh away the pain or already try and find the humor and the humorous part of what happened to you, you're doing too much. Sometimes something is not funny for a while and then eventually becomes funny. But if you're trying to run to the funny bit already, it's because you don't want to sit with how unfunny it is what happened to you. It wasn't fair. That shouldn't have happened to you. And I'm so sorry it did. And, you know, fuck them. It's all I have to say. Fuck them. Um, okay. Um, I pray that that resonates with you. And I guess then I will move on to share your magnificence. What I will say about tarot is that I've been thinking about it. Um, I was privy to something recently. And again, this is everything links. People will be like, oh, you know, I, you know, I want to be around you. You know, I, I, I can even, you know, look after your son. I can do this. I can do that. But the thing is, some of you fall at the first hurdle because if, let me not even say anything. Let me not. Because if I start talking, I'll say that I've talked, but just know that I hold a garage. I do. Um, let's go to Shea Magnificence. I think that I have a voice note that I said I wanted to play um, amongst all of these messages. Yeah, I do hold a grudge and I guess like I just got to like um, sit with that. Uh, let's see here. Let's turn that up and see what we've got. Um, so it says here, Dear Kelechi, I hope you are in good health and enjoying loud, carefree laughter <laughs> like you deserve. I hope Lev is doing excellent. Last week's episode with him doing his thing was incredible and heartwarming. The next part is for your eyes only and not part of my submission for Shay Magnificence. Okay, cool. I've read that and thank you for sharing that with me. That was lovely. All right, let's get into what you did share. Let me see if I can play it. Hi, Kelechi. Uh, first of all, lots of love from Uganda. I've listened to Say Your Mind since 2019. And I've always wanted, wanted to do a Share Your Magnificence, but I always hold back. So I just had a conversation right now with my parents and I just realized... In life, we just need to do things. So here I am recording this voice my motto sent to you and finally doing the thing, <laughs> doing the things that I have failed to do or that I keep putting off in life. So this share your magnificence is for me and for my parents as well. I had... um an African upbringing. It was very interesting. Um, growing up both in a village, but as well as in, you know, being exposed to urban life and coming to the capital city. So I'm a bit, I guess, privileged. But I had a difficult relationship with my parents growing up. And then we just had a conversation where we both recognized each other. We recognized each other's humanity. We affirmed each other. And my mother has always been a person that pushes herself to be a good mother. She's very brilliant, but she's had to put her kids first in everything that she's done. She's 
put her kids first. She's not pursued further education just so her kids can keep going, keep going, do the best, do the best for your children. She's tried to be a good mother, to be a good wife. And I always used to question her and say, you you know, all these things, you're a person. And the more I grew up and then, you know, recognized what feminism means, what life actually is, I didn't like the status quo, so I didn't understand. And I started to judge her, I think. I think I started to judge my parents as a teenager. And then those difficult years, the years that every adult says are difficult, you know, to deal with teenagers. So I was... Not very difficult, but I used to tell my parents, I don't understand. I used to speak up <laughs> and express my discomfort and tell them, when you do this, I feel like you don't love me. And I could see it hurt them, but I didn't understand. And they didn't ever really respond to it. You know, I think they just kept trying their best in the way African parents do. And they that they don't want to show you that they love you. They're not going to correct you, but they try to show you. So you must pay attention. So I've started to realize that from this conversation today, I have been paying attention. So this Shia Magnificence is for me because I just realized I have been paying attention. I understand. And I could finally tell my mom today that it's okay. You don't need to do this thing for your child because I'm the youngest and I'm 27 now. So I told her, you don't need to do this. For one of my siblings, I told her, you don't need to do this. It's okay for you to rest. You have nothing to prove. We know you love us. Even if you can't do this, we understand you are a human being. And she couldn't believe it. You know, I could see that it was difficult for her to realize, even as I said it, I didn't understand the weight of telling her that. And then later she said, thank you. She thanked me very many times. So I, for me, it was a moment of healing and a moment of forgiveness. You know, I remembered your words. I've listened to you, you know, here and there, speak about you going to therapy, speak about here and there, your relationship with your parents. And I relate so much and I can see how freeing it is. I can exhale now. Now that I say to my mother, it's okay. And I mean it and I understand the weight. So I don't have kids of my own, but I feel like as a child, it's good to get to a stage where you know your parents are not out to get you. Everything they did was to because was because they loved you. So I guess I'm growing up now. I began listening to this podcast when I was just out of uni, wow. just out of law school. I had big dreams and ideas. But then life has showed me that, you know, people have so many things they're juggling and you must understand. So I've learned to go beyond saying that extend grace to people and actually doing it. So I'm really proud of myself and proud of my parents and really happy that I found this podcast because (laughs) 
I could live life, you know, we live life and never really reflect, never take a step back and assess our actions and decisions and really see people for the beings that they are, for the human beings that they are, and then decide what to do with certain relationships. So I've learned that we build the relationships that actually do matter and we make an effort. So I'm really proud of myself and my parents. And thank you again. Thank you so much for the podcast and for being a light, for being part of my tradition. Every Monday morning, the podcast has seen me through the craziest stages of my life, being an adult, trying to figure out what I want to do in my career, what I want to do in my life, you know, appreciating what my parents have molded me to become because I always speak up and I always did speak up. And I think I used that as a weapon before against my parents. And I didn't realize that they were building me up to even speak. I was lucky. So... (laughs) Thank you, and I hope you and Leva well, and you continue to get all the blessings in the world, all the good things, all the peace, and the the children's home in Nigeria. I hope goes well. When I can, I will donate. I would love to get uh, a deck of a decade in recovery cards. I've always wanted one. I have no excuse right now, but. I will get one shipped to Uganda. I must do it. And thank you for being a light and your work changes lives. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, That was beautiful. Two slaps on your chest, my Ugandan baby girl and to your parents, because honestly, like this is not easy. It's not easy us figuring out all of this stuff, how to be a child to our parents and for our parents to be, you know, parents to us. And, you know, I've, you know, talked about how my relationship developed with my mum through the years. And again, that, you know, that wasn't easy. Um, In myself, I had to like go through a lot of like forgiveness and really recalibrating Um, what I expected or what I've been taught that a mother should be and the um, mothering that I experienced and looking at the disparities and, and going to work on, on healing that, you know, but at the end of the day, we're dealing with humans. You know, I, I look at Lev now and I'm just like, I'm navigating my life as best as I can but you're, you're still a child and you require certain things and I'm giving and doing my absolute best, but you might still grow up and be like, girl, that still wasn't enough. And you know, sometimes you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to eat that. Like it is what it is. Um, but you know, continue, we just continue figuring all of this stuff out together, I guess. So thank you so much for that beautiful message um okay we're on one hour now i was going to do another show magnificence but i think i'll just jump into so you mad um so you mad robert de niro um robert de niro 79 years old and he's just welcome to the world he's seventh child seventh so he's number he's not doing numbers like nick cannon but and and which is worrying because it's just like nick cannon is of what age Oh God. Anyway, but we're focusing on Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro. Let me just put that out there as a disclaimer will always, always be fine to me. 
I mean, there was that film with Chris Rock. Was it him? I think it was him in a film with Chris Rock and he said the N-word and I was just like, mm, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know why you always, you some of you white actors think like, oh, I can't wait to be able to say nigger. I don't, why? 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 So that, I, I didn't like it. But, you know, he, he, he's been a spice from, from, from day. And I believe, and even in his old age, he still got them looks. I got the plant. I got rid of the plant. Why am I seeing a fly? Anyway, Robert De Niro, 79-year-old Hollywood star, has confirmed he has become a father for the seventh time. He broke the news in an interview with E.T. Canada about his forthcoming suitably titled film about my father. When asked about being a dad of six, the Oscar-winning U.S. actor replied, seven, actually, I just had a baby. De Niro, who has six other children from previous relationships with three women, did not reveal the identity of the mother of his seventh. Was there some cheating going on? God. The Hollywood veteran won two Oscars for his roles in The Godfather Part II and Raging Bull. He has also played father figures in films like Meet the Parents, The Bronx Tale, Casino, and Silver Linings Playbook. For his latest feature, he stars alongside Sebastian Maniscalco in a comedy about a man who takes his slightly embarrassing dad on holiday with his fiancée and her wealthy, eccentric family. He says, I don't think I've ever been a cool father uh, when quizzed further about his own real life experiences of fatherhood. I'm okay. My kids disagree with me at times. They're respectful. My daughter is 11 and she gives me grief and um, grief sometimes. And I argue with her and adore her. He added, with my youngest now, there will be more to come. But that's, you know, that's what it is. There'll be more to come. I mean, I pray for long life for you, Robert. But Bob, Bob, Bertie. 79 79 I mean go off well you did go off and it made a baby anyway um the star who has been married twice and is also a grandfather went on to say that he sometimes has to be stern about stuff with his children but admitted that he'd rather not be I mean there's no way around it with kids I don't like to have to lay down the law and stuff like that but you just have no choice he said and any parent I think would say the same thing. You always want to do the right thing by the children and give them the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes you can't. Recent reports have linked him to Tiffany Chen, who, according to a US publication, People, um, is a martial arts instructor, but neither have publicly addressed their relationship. De Niro's six other children include two with the actress and singer Diane Abbott. Not our Diane Abbott. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify a son and a daughter from her previous relationship with whom the actor adopted. He has also, he also has twin sons with another actress, Tuki Smith, and a son and daughter with the socialite and philanthropist Grace Hightower. Knows how to pick them. Knows how to pick them. I, I, should I look up? Um, can I look up Tiffany? I don't feel like I should look her up because this isn't even a gossip thing, but I'm just a little bit curious. Um... Oh, I think it's been announced. Oh, yeah. Meet Tiffany Chen. Everything we know about Robert De Niro's girlfriend. So they've announced it, I guess. And um, they've shown glimpses of the baby. Um, okay. Cute. Cute. Oh, okay. Has she got, is she a bit black? Is she, is she, um, 
very young. But, you know, I'm not talking about age gaps anymore. I'm not talking about age gaps because there are some people over 50 who are really giving. So um, I'm not talking about age gaps anymore. Well, I am. I'm lying. I'm going to keep talking about age gaps if I want to. I just think you have to be past a particular age to be able to make use of that or make the most of that. Anybody dating somebody who is below the age of 25 and they are over the age of 30, that is weird to me. That's what I think. After they pass 30, 30 something, you do what you want. But that's that's just by the by. I just thought I'd say that. But Robert, Robert, you clearly don't need any Viagra. You're working. You're giving it. The rest of them man are using Zimmer frames. You said Zimmer frame what? Foot punch shoulder. I mean that. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> The Godfather part two You better go and make the film Grandfather Because baby (laughs) My dad was 79 years older than me (sighs) Wow Wow (sighs) The Grandfather part one That's what we're waiting for Um, What else do I have Uh, The other thing for So You Mad Um, I don't know if you would have seen it But I thought it was rather hilarious So there was a woman who decided um, To go to the coronation Her name is Alice Chambers She's a 36 year old Aussie Um, She lives in London Has lived in London for about 7 years And she basically attended the coronation She wanted to be there to see KC3 Continue to chop our money Fine Um, So Alice is, I'm reading a thread here. Alice likes to go to royal events. This was her at the, there's a picture. Um, This was her at the Queen's Garden Party in 2017. She usually has to go on her own as her friends aren't into that. I wonder why. Um, She was so excited about King Charles's coronation. She got up at 7 a.m. to be at the mall. I bet she didn't bath. Um, She brought a little stool and her camera and thought she'd found a good spot to catch a glimpse of the new king. She was chatting to others in the crowd at around 9am when suddenly police swooped in and before she knew it, Alice was being arrested and put into handcuffs. It turned out she was stood next to a group of Just Stop Oil protesters. Um, Alice had no idea because A, she'd never heard of them. Imagine she's lived in London for seven years and she's never heard of Just Stop Oil, the protesters. What's this fly? Me and this fly are going to get into it. Anyway, um... Yeah, she hadn't heard of them And B, they hadn't actually started protesting She believed she was arrested for potential to breach the peace Alice tried desperately to tell the police She had nothing to do with any protest She showed her driver's license Answered questions She even tried to find a picture on Facebook to her Of her at previous royal events No one would listen Four hours later, at about 1pm, Alice and the protesters were handed over to a new set of police officers who said they were being taken to a police station. She found herself in hand- still in handcuffs and in the back of a police van with two very vocal Just Stop Oil protesters, Surreal. At Wandsworth Station, Alice continued to try and explain, but no one would help. Things got worse when she was rearrested on a charge she thinks was conspiracy to cause a public nuisance. She had her fingerprints, um, fingerprints and her mugshot taken, was physically searched and swabbed for DNA. Finally, at 7 p.m., 
she was told she would be formally interviewed and was able to speak to the duty solicitor who was shocked to hear her story. In the interview room, she was asked one question. So why were you on the mall? I was in the mall. Yeah, pal mall. Um, when Alice told them she was a royal fan who'd come to watch, the two officers looked at each other in surprise, then asked, have you ever heard of Just Stop Oil? Alice said, not until today. End of interview. The officers apologized and said she would be released and no further action, but it wasn't until after 10 p.m. Alice got out of the station. Police offered to help her get home, but she just wanted to get away from them. She got the tube back to Wapping, an hour's journey, sad and alone. Everyone on the tube had the most incredible day, and there's me, had the complete opposite. That was um, That's what's so devastating The trooping of the colour happened every year But this year was a one-time event You can't rerun it next year Well, depends on how long Charles lives Alice had been left pretty traumatised By her 13-hour ordeal in police custody when she's been around crowds, she's when she's been around crowds, she gets nervous that they might be protesters, and she will. <laughs> when she's been around crowds, she gets nervous that they might be protesters, and she will get locked up again. She's complained to the Met about what happened and wants lessons to be learned. I understand why police were on edge. They did have a tough a tough job that day, but they need better processes and better training in place because people shouldn't be getting locked up for that long. I just want to get the message out there so it doesn't happen to other people. Um, they've passed her around a bit. They said it was Lincolnshire police or whatever it was that, um, or is it Lincolnshire that uh, um, arrested her first and then passed her on to the Met. But she was like, either way, all of you lot, there's a problem. Alice, Alice, <laughs> Alice in police land. Hey, Alice in protester land. Hey, hey. Woo. You see, when you do clownery, the clown will inadvertently come back to bite. Should have stayed in your yard. Your friends had the right idea. You see how your friends weren't in at that? But you, you decided to be in at that and see what happened. And now this is the thing. A lot of royalists are going to have to realize that you will not be, your love of monarchy will not insulate you from the depravity and the heavy handed approach of the state. It just won't. So you essentially, eventually will need to get yourself together. Alice went on the news Of course they didn't invite The Just Stop Oil protesters to talk Because there's a larger problem at hand They had not yet started protesting Do you not understand The downward spiral That we are headed towards When you can be arrested Merely on the suspicion of protesting First the fact that You're outlawing protesting Which is a, which is a, constitu- which is a constitutional right Which is a human right We should have the right to dissent to something We should have the right to protest something Right? So you are saying that it's illegal for us to do that And on top of that Not only is it illegal But if you assume That we might have the intention Of protesting then we can also be arrested for that All in Charles's name But apparently the royal family The head of state is just a figurehead He's just a figurehead But you lot did all of that 
arresting um, Republic, arresting Just Stop Oil and other protesters just on the on the kind of suspicion that they might protest. And even if they wanted to protest, why the fuck not? But you didn't even wait for them to protest because you wanted to tell a lie that this day was just so wonderful when it really wasn't. And Alice, I'm struggling to find the empathy. I'm so sorry. I just can't find it in me. I can't. I tried. Like, it's horrible to be in a police cell. I would know. Like, it's not cute. Especially if you had on your full, you know, your outfit, you had on a nickel hat, you, you know, like you were, you were trying to give, you know, um, imperial chic, you were trying to give colonizer vibes, you know, but that just, that day wasn't for you. It just wasn't. I wonder what kind of astrological transit you were having because (laughs) something happened in your 12th house, baby. They gathered you up into that jail cell, just a short transit and you were out. But it's bigger than you, Alice. It's bigger than you. And I just get the vibe from when I was listening to her interviews uh, or the interview that she did after this, uh, when I read this piece, that she doesn't see anything. I think she even said that she she understood why the day needed to, they needed to be there to make sure the day went without a hitch or whatever, whatever. It just shouldn't have happened to her. Nah, Alice, it shouldn't have happened at all. It should not have happened at all. People should be allowed to protest and at least let them start protesting. If you said that the protesting is illegal, let them start protesting before you actually go, all right, come, you're, you're, you're going into the van. That to me, like we're headed somewhere very, very dangerous. And if you think about the anti-blackness of the, um, of this country, what's this? If you think about the anti-blackness of this country and the Islamophobia in this country, to essentially that's where all of this is gearing towards to be able to be good. Oh, that freaking fly. I keep seeing it. Sorry. I should just call this episode Kalechi and the Fly. There's so many titles. The Grandfather Part One, Alice in Police Land, or Alice in Protest the Land, or Me and the Kalechi and the Fly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um what was I saying? Islamophobia, anti-blackness. If they um people um uh take this, if every if the public say that this is cool, they are going to use this in way more, even more sinister ways. And to all of you that are looking, that's like, ha oh, ha ha, it's not a big deal. Why are people going to protest anyway? It's the tradition of this country. Tomorrow, tomorrow, they'll come and get your clout as well if you're not paying attention. But um, I guess that's all I wanted to say for So You Mad. And um, apart from that, obviously, I don't know if you all saw, no, should I talk about Dr. Shola? Dr. Shola went on to... Um, was it Jeremy Vine? It was it uh, extra Jeremy? I don't know. Um, and somebody decided that they wanted to pronounce her name waywardly, um, the presenter. And she told that here it is. I must have it. She told the presenter to say it again. And um, she didn't want to. Let me see if I can even play it a little piece. Let's see if it even. I'm thrilled to be joined by a lawyer, Dr. Shola Moschuk. How do I pronounce your name, Shola? Read it, my darling. Read it. Shog Van Imibu. Okay. So this is terrible. Mm-hmm. I know it's terrible. Presenting. I can't easy. Okay. Okay. Like, give her a break. No, no, go back and start Give her again. a break, you know. Give her a break. Phonetically, shog, man, imu. Start doing it again. Oh, come on. No, 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 I got the shola right. Do, do it again. Shola, phonetically. Man, imu. You just missed the beat. Try again. Go on. Shola. 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 No, no, no. You will say my name. Now, read it phonetically. Shog, bam, emu. 
He's shoved by Mimi, but well done. And come on, great accent. And great accent. She said, great accent. The, the passive aggressiveness of, oh, wow. Big up yourself, Dr. Shola. That should have, in fact, been in Shea Your Magnificence. My G, get the girls together. Everybody needs to get patterned. I've been saying. Look how many tries it took her, but she got there eventually. Read what is there. Like, read the letters. Read it phonetically. At least start there. And then the one that's saying, oh, give her a break. Another white woman, oh, give her a break. What do you mean, give her a break? She's mispronouncing my name. Give me a break and say my name correctly. Say my name, say my name. When we are on live TV, say my name correctly. Oh my God, I just thought about that off the cuff. <laughs> when I say the talents known as the Ranger, man. Man, oh man, boy, oh boy. <laughs> wow. Baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries. I'm bringing the things. But honestly, say my name correctly. And it'll be like, oh, great, um, whatever, great accent at the end. Like, why are you being a cow? And then before you know it, Daily Mail's run an article, basically, essentially insinuating that Dr. Shola bullied um, this woman, this presenter, to say her name. But you're not even professional. You're going to be presenting a show. You've got two people who are going to be um, talking heads with you. And you didn't bother to check how their name's pronounced and to know that and to make sure that you could pronounce it. Or probably, you know, the white woman's name, but you couldn't pronounce her name. That's ridiculous. Like that is, that is actually ridiculous. But, you know, I'm glad that Dr. Shola did it because I think that there is some nuance to how these things are done. I feel like if I had done something like that with my build and my age, or not that she's like much older, but you get what I mean? Like, and the way that I talk, I think it would have been met with a lot more vitriol. It was met with vitriol, don't get me wrong. But I just think that there's something where, um, our, you know, our older sisters, like slightly older sis, um, can do things and the way that they present themselves with the career that they've had and everything, that they can assert themselves in that way. And it's not read as aggressively as if I were to do that. So I'm glad that that's been done because it means that now you're going to check everybody's names properly. And then the rest of us don't have to do that. So thank you, Dr. Shola, for doing that on your on your own behalf, but on the behalf of all of us. Thank you. And that woman, you're very wayward. You're extremely wayward. But you got you you got you you got gotten together. She got you together. <laughs> she got you together. Dr. Shola got you together, and we love to see it. Oh, well, that's that for So You Mad. Um, I guess we can then just jump to Straw of the Week, aka, because I don't flip this over enough, my cushion, aka, suck your mum. I've now flipped. Did I flip the whole thing? Let me see. Have I flipped the whole? Oh, that's better. <laughs> I've got um, the cushion that um, I was given by the pod Bible guys that I love so much and I have with me next to me on the sofa and I've switched it now. So it says suck your mum. Anyway, the people who um, seem shocked that then basically people aren't taking it seriously enough that Trump actually um, this week, also um, trigger warning because I'll be talking about sexual assault. It's been um, announced that Trump, in fact, did sexually assault 
um, E. Jean Carroll And People are talking I don't know I just feel like people are talking in a way that They're not taking it seriously enough Um It says here that the jury finds Donald Trump, um, what is it? The jury finds Donald Trump sexually abused columnist E. Jean Carroll verdict for first time legally brands a former U.S. president as a sexual predator, but clears Trump of rape. And the only reason that he has been cleared of rape specifically is because I think E. Jean Carroll says she couldn't remember um, whether he penetrated her or not. Um, because it was just, I think that's what it says. Let me just make sure. Um, a New York jury found on Tuesday that Donald Trump sexually abused the advice columnist uh, E. Jean Carroll in a New York department store changing room 27 years ago. The, ver- the verdict for the first time legally brands a former U.S. president as a sexual predator. But as it is the result of a civil and uh, not a criminal case, the only legal sanction Trump will face is financial In explaining a finding of sexual abuse to the jury, the judge said it had two elements, that Trump subjected Carol to sexual contact without consent by use of force, and that it was for the purpose of the jury, um, was it, it was, and it was for the purpose of the jury deliberated, I don't know why I've missed it, and it was for the purpose of sexual gratification, that's what I missed. The jury deliberated for less than three hours, Um, it did not find Trump raped Carol, but did find him liable for sexual abuse. It awarded about $5 million in compensatory and punitive damages, about $2 million on the sexual abuse count, and um, close to $3 million for defamation for branding her a liar. Before the verdict in the highly charged case, the judge, Lewis A. Kaplan, warned the court, um, courtroom, no shouting, no jumping up and down, no race for the door. After the verdict, as she was escorted to a car, Carol said, we're very happy. George Conway, a conservative lawyer and Trump critic who encouraged Carol to sue, said on Twitter, God bless E. Jean Carroll and congratulations to Roberta Kaplan, um, Carol's attorney, um, and her team for a job well done. I think, did I say Robert Kaplan? Louis A. Kaplan is a judge. And then Robert Roberta Kaplan was the attorney. Okay, all right. I don't think they know. I don't know if they know each other. Um, Trump used his truth social platform to say, I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. In his deposition released to the public last week, Trump mistook a picture of Carol in his company for um, a picture of his second wife, Marla Maples. On Tuesday, lawyers for Trump issued a statement deriding the case as bogus and saying they would appeal and ultimately win. But you're not, this fly, did it follow me here? Where is the, why am I smacking the fly onto my body? It's the thing. I'm just whacking myself and hoping that I whack the fly But I don't know where it is at this point I don't know what I'm doing anymore It's so distracting God Anyway um, Politically, Trump has capitalised on his legal woes Leading by uh, wide margins in polling regards uh, regarding the 2024 Republican presidential nomination Nonetheless, he faces mounting legal danger in New York last month, Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 criminal charges of falsifying business records over a hush money payment to the porn star Stormy Daniels during the 2016 election. 
Trump looks likely to face criminal charges over attempts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. And it's also the target of a federal investigation into his actions around the election, including his incitement of the U.S. Capitol attack. Um, A federal special counsel is also investigating the stashing of secret documents at his Florida estate. In New York, Trump faces a civil suit over his business and tax affairs. In the Carroll case, a jury of three women and six men were persuaded by Carroll's testimony over three days describing events in a New York department store changing um, in a New York department store changing room in 1996. Um, Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina, said he would use Carroll's own words to dis- uh, disprove her allegation, showing the former Elle magazine columnist conspired with friends to falsely accuse the former president because they hated Trump and his politics. But in seven days of testimony, he failed to do either. Carol testified that the attack left her unable to have a romantic relationship. She said, Trump shattered my reputation by denying the attack when she went public in 2019, after which Elle sacked um, her in months. That's not nice, Elle. You need to apologize to her. Trump repeatedly called Carol a liar, including after her first day of testimony when he claimed it was a made-up scam. Carol told the trial she uh, she ran into Trump as she was leaving the Bergdorf uh, Goodman department store one evening in spring 1996. He said, I need to buy a gift. Come help me. She said, I was delighted. Carol said she suggested a handbag or a hat, but he wasn't interested. He said, I know, lingerie, she said. He led the way to the escalator. Carol described herself as absolutely enchanted and delighted to go to the lingerie department. She told the court Trump snatched up a bodysuit and told her to try it on. I had no intention of putting it on. I said, you put it on. It's your color, she said. Carol said Trump suggested they both try it on and motioned towards the dressing room. She said she thought it was all a joke. The move changed the mood changed rapidly. He immediately shut the door and shoved me up against the wall. He shoved me so hard my head banged. I was extremely confused. Carol said the situation turned absolutely dark. He leaned down and pulled down my tights, she said. I was pushing him back. It was quite clear I didn't want anything else to happen. Speaking quietly and slowly, she said Trump raped her. Carol said she was all she will always regret going into the che- uh, dressing room with Trump. She shed tears as she explained that since the rape, she found it impossible to even smile at a man she was attracted to and that it marked the end of her sex life. Two of Carol's friends told the trial she confided in them immediately after the attack, but swore them to secrecy. Uh, Takapina challenged uh, Carol during nearly two days of cross-examination. The lawyer focused on her actions during and immediately after the attack, questioning why she didn't scream or call the police and why she waited more than 20 years to publicly accuse Trump. But the questioning backfired as Carol gave confident and credible explanations, saying her inability to give a single cause for not screaming was not evidence she was lying. One of the reasons women don't come forward is because they're always asked, why didn't you scream? Some women scream, some women don't. It keeps women silent. Carol said she was too shamed to go to the police, even if um, that was the advice she um, she gave in her L column. I was born in 1943. I'm a member of the silent generation. Women like me were taught to keep our chins up and to not complain. I would never call the police about something I'm ashamed of. I was never going to talk about what Trump did, she said. But she she uh, was motivated to speak as the Me Too movement took off and women across the US related experiences of sexual assault and harassment. Carol also sued Trump for defamation, having expected him to say they had a consensual encounter, not deny it altogether. 
It hit me and it laid me low because I lost my reputation. Nobody looked at me the same. It was gone. Even people who knew me looked at me with pity in their eyes. And the people who had no opinion now um, thought I was a liar and hated me, um, Carol said. Um, She said she considers Trump evil and a terrible president, but denied bringing the lawsuit because of her political views. I'm not settling a political score. I'm settling a personal score, she said. Asked if she uh, regretted accusing Trump, given the consequences, her voice broke. I regretted this about a hundred times, but in the end, being able to get my day in court finally is everything, she said through tears. I'm so happy for you. I'm so sorry that happened. And I'm really glad that it went in your favor because we know that there are other women who have spoken out about the violence that they've endured from celebrities, male celebrities, and um, it wasn't treated in, um, in my opinion, a fair way. And it allowed for people to, con- to continue to berate them. But what the, I read that in straw of the week because Trump suck your mother, you prick. But also it's the fact that you lot who voted for him, you lot can suck out for an eternity, choke and pass out because he said that he grabs women by the pussy and you still voted him in, in as president. Like, Violence against women and girls doesn't mean anything to some of you. And it blows my mind. Like it's actually wild and it's extremely scary, extremely scary. People now, after hearing that verdict, are going to look up pictures of E.G. Carroll and going, but I don't see why he would. It's not like she's that attractive. Is everything okay? Are you all right? Are you all right? Honestly, sometimes I truly just hate it here. I do. But my next straw of the week um, is kind of like a triple whammy. No, double, triple, double whammy. Police officers, again, police officers for getting in trouble for um, while arresting. This is Met Police. Met Police. Both of them are Met Police officer cases, I believe. I don't know what's going on with the Met Police. Well, I do. But um, it's getting weird. (laughs) It's getting extremely weird. And it's not like anybody can really rein them in. Um. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. It says here, two metropolitan police officers sacked after kicking a 14-year-old boy during his arrest before lying about the incident in statements afterwards. Um, And I just find that um, just extremely weird that, not even weird, because we know it happens often, but that's all you're going to, that's all, that's all that's happening. That's that's literally all that's happening with them. Like nothing else. We're not looking into this any further. Um, you just sack them. There's no criminal case. There's no nothing. Because that was two, those were two adults who beat up a 14-year-old and then lied about it. That's child abuse. That's child abuse. And all you did was just sack them. That's it. Done. It's worrying. It's extremely worrying. And so they can suck out and whoever made that decision. And I guess maybe they do that because then maybe the family can bring a civil case against the two officers. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and that's another thing I was going to say about Alice Chambers, the one that was crying. Is her name Chambers or did I make that up? Alice that was crying about the being gathered with the protesters. What you've just experienced there as a white woman is what black youth have experienced a lot. And it's called joint enterprise. 
that's literally what you've just experienced How a black boy or a black child can be somewhere And because something that's happened elsewhere Police will gather them together and they'll catch a charge And some of them are sitting on remand Or they are sitting in, um, with sentences at the moment in prison Through joint enterprise And I know that that helped us regarding the Stephen Lawrence murder To get two out of the five that did the fuckery But it's been inadvertently disproportionately used on black youth going, you know, since then. And you've just experienced a little bit of that being somewhere, not having anything to do with it and being gathered up all the same. Anyway, back to this. Two Metropolitan Police officers are being investigated on suspicion of manslaughter after a man was tasered and fell five floors to his death. The unnamed man is believed to be from West Africa and neighbours said he was using, that he used a walking stick. Okay, they're saying manslaughter, but I'm saying murder. I'm saying murder. And you tasered him and then he fell five floors. What I want to see the balcony. I want to see the balcony, not because of some kind of weird um, true crime fetish. No, because I bet that it's not actively possible what happened. You lot tussled and threw him. That's, that's the vibe that I'm getting. And that's why you need to suck out. Um, two police officers face a probe, a probe on suspicion of manslaughter over the death of a man who fell flat, uh, five floors after being tasered. The dead man still has not been formally identified a month after he plunged from a balcony at his home. Both officers have been warned that they are under criminal investigation for gross negligence manslaughter, while one is also suspected of unlawful act manslaughter. Um, I want to also see their body cam. Was it switched on? Locals said the man who died used a walking stick and was thought to be in his 40s and had lived alone in a council flat in Peckham. We definitely have problems. We definitely have beef now. Um, Peckham, South East London, for around 15 years, he's understood to originally be from West Africa. Sources said police believe they know his identity But have been unable to officially confirm it Because they have not traced his family One local said he appeared to have been suffering from a breakdown Officers received no response when they attended the flat on Rye Hill Park Shortly before midnight on April 11th They received a further report of a man take, making threats to jump from a balcony At 1.25am that morning Police forced entry to the property at around 2am And tried to persuade the man to come inside The um, IOPC Conduct said um, The IOPC sorry Said um, an officer discharged their taser Shortly before the man fell From the balcony railing at around 3.20am He died later that day in hospital IOPC director Amanda Rowe said We will examine whether force was reasonable Um Appropriate and proportionate in these circumstances I know the answer Me, 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 choose me It was not It wasn't You're going to find that it wasn't And if you say otherwise You're fucking liars That's that So you can suck out Because that's terrible Horrendous um, And I hope that they are able to locate family To at least um, see him on his way well With care because um, the lack of care for people who are experiencing mental illness in this country It's, whew, it's in the gutter um, My last story for Straw of the Week A body of a pensioner is found in his flat six years after he died A housing association has admitted it didn't go far enough to investigate why Robert Alton couldn't be contacted 
A pensioner lay dead in his home for six years before his um, skeletal remains were found after his landlord obtained a court order to enter and check the gas supply. The body of Robert Alton, who was 70, was discovered inside his flat in Bolton on March 9th this year. An inquest into his death concluded he likely died in May 2017. Said his landlord... um, uh, was it Bolton at home in a statement Bol- His landlord Bolton at home in a statement After a coroner rec- uh, recorded an open verdict The housing association owns and manages And maintains more than 18,000 homes across the town Its chief executive officer said in a statement After the inquest It's completely unacceptable to ask that something like this has happened And admitted the organisation should have done more To check on Mr Alton's welfare In the statement CEO Noel Sharp said Bolton at home made many attempts to contact him over a number of years to arrange gas safety checks, but the inquest heard there was no response from him. It's understood the pensioner's rent was being paid through housing benefits. His death was not treated by Greater Manchester Police as suspicious. Um, I don't need to read anymore. That's just really sad. And this is like not the first time I've read about somebody on this podcast that I've read, I'm getting a cramp in my foot. That I've read about somebody on a podcast like um, dying and then their body not being discovered for ages. And this is why this wildly individualistic society that we live in is a problem when we're encouraged that it's just you, it's dog eat dog, it's a rat race, it's all of these terms to um, move us, to isolate us from community. Pluto and Aquarius, we have to move. Our power is in each other. Our power is together. We have to move towards caring about like, and I said this at the live show in New York, who's your neighbor? Like, who's the person across? Like, sometimes we pass people all of the time. And I'm talking to myself here, pass people all of the time where I live. I can't tell you their names. I don't know. I don't know because I don't chat to them like that. There are people that I chat to around the estate, but even sometimes the people I chat to, I still don't know their names. I do not take enough time to be like, how are you? What are you about? What are you on? Like, how's life been for you? I haven't done enough of that. And we need to do more of that because we're going to need each other. All the things that the government and all of them men are doing, it's only going to get worse. We need each other. We've got to figure this out. And I know the th- the reason I hold back from chatting to certain people, I'll be like, oh, if I chat to them now, they'll come and knock on my door in the middle of the night, start asking me for money for this and that, this and that. Look at that. Look at the story I'm telling myself and how I've already framed them and how I've stereotyped them and how I've done this and I've done that. It's not fair. So I'm knowing, I know that there are so many things for me to unlearn and I have to open my heart to to, to people who aren't walking the same path as I am or I assume that they're not, right? Because you don't know when you're going to need someone or when they're going to need you, but you, we just have to do better. Six years. Sometimes I also think about people's families and the way that we're brought up. I know that some people, once they get to a certain kind of lifestyle in this country, they start going, oh, but our West African cultures, they require too much of us. We have to care for family. We have to do this. We have to do that. That is, that is part of our wealth. The fact that we have family, the fact that we have our villages, our towns, our cities, the fact that we have family and a culture is so important because certain men don't have that embedded into their culture. So they can have somebody die and be left in a flat for six years and not know because they're not connected like that. We have to remain connected. We do. We just do. So that's that. And then my last straw of the week goes out to Southwark Council again. 
they um do i even have the energy to go into it just know that Southwark Council is trying to outprice, um, price us out of the studio in Peckham, along with the other tenants who were in that building with me. I've talked about this before, but it's just wild that um, th- for years we've been paying service charge, paying service charge for a building that was never re- really looked after, just not at all, paying, paying, paying. I would hope that you gathered all of our money and because you weren't even paying our bills, like water bills and all of that. You gathered all of our money and that's what um, paid for our refurbishment of the building because now the building's being refurbished. They had a meeting and they were like, oh, we're going to refurbish this building. I said, when you refurbish it, do not try and charge us more for being here because we've been paying for years where you've done nothing. And you've even admitted it yourself that all the, um, because basically the people that were meant to maintain the building were employed by Southwark. And then one guy, Mick, who'd been there for years. I remember when I was about to move in, move the studio into there. And he was just like, yeah, I'm just waiting to retire. And I'm just going through the motions and going through the motions. He did. He didn't do anything, anything to look after that building. The guy that came after him, a younger guy, eventually, um, Southwark took it away from them The council took it away from them And then decided that they were going to get A building management company to come in And and look after the newly refurbished uh, building Again, we're like These lot look like they're going to charge buckets We don't need it We can manage this building ourselves No, 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 no We're going to bring them in One day we get an email from the people We're going to be increasing your rent I'm sorry, we're going to be increasing your service charge um, From next week Um we want to have a meeting to discuss with you the difference in rate. We're like, just send us the document that has what the rate will be. And also fuck you about you're going to raise the service charge and you're only giving us a week's notice. Eventually we had a meeting and I actually have it recorded because I recorded the entire meeting where the guy from Workman, that's the name of the building management company. And they're actually, they're valued at around 20 billion so why is the 20 billion pound company coming to have anything to do with our little community center in Peckham? So, um, so naturally, you know that all of the people that they'll want to use will be charging loads because you're already a big company and mainly you look after very, very commercial um, properties for Southwark. We are not that. So anyway, in the meeting, he basically says to us, the guy from Workman, he's like, yeah, I did want to send you, I did want to send you the breakdown of the new costs But Adrian Who's the guy that looked That we interact with um, As a representative of um, Southwark He told me not to Imagine You're going to raise Our service charge We're paying to be here None of us are there for free We're paying to be in this building And it's fucking idiot Is telling The new building management company To not let us see How much The service charge Is going to go up by That we're going to all See it together in person and it's the racialized and classist way that this guy behaves. Like Adrian will not respond to an email. Imagine Suffolk is taking our money every month, but you email this guy about something and he won't respond. But let me tell you, when he does respond, he is so fucking rude. You And I'm like, I know you're not t- talking to them big, big commercial properties or the tenants in the big commercial properties. You're not talking to them like this. You can only be talking like this because most of the people who are here who rent this building are either black or they're organizations that work with people who um, are of a lower socioeconomic background That's the, or are disabled or are marginalized in one way or another, whether it's sexuality or gender, whatever the case may be, because also we've got the feminist library in there as well. We've got the travelers association um, in there as well. Like we've got some really, really cool organizations in there. Like you're only talking like this because you don't care about the people that these organizations are of service to. 
that is what it is. Because who are you talking to? And I've warned him time and time again, like, mind out before you find out. I don't know who you're talking to like that. It's disgusting that yet again, Southwark, the wild gentrification that is taking place in Southwark, specifically Peckham, is disgusting. And you'll holler at the Labour councillors, you'll holler at the councillors, and they're just not bringing the energy. What is being done is mad. We don't need this, this management company, this building management company. We don't need them. Because what they're charging is ridiculous. They can go and charge it to the bigger commercial buildings. We do not need them. And so for us to be communicating that over and over and over again, and then to just get aired. But every um, other quarter, this building management company is sending us a bill. For what? We're not paying. All of us agreed we're not paying that because it's, it's ridiculous. And what happened to all the money that you've taken from us all of these years, Southwark? What happened to our money? Because it feels like embezzlement. It feels like extortion. I'm sickened. I'm honestly sickened. And, and I feel like that's added to like my pissed off energy that I feel like I've had over the past few days. Like, I can't believe that people can behave like this, that organizations can behave like this. It's truly sickening to me. So as far as I'm concerned, Southwark can go and suck out um, and their representative and this building management company because it's actually wild out here. All of us are just trying to live. And then yet yeah, you're trying to stomp on our backs and stop us from doing anything. It's ridiculous and disgusting. That's all I've got to say. Anyway, that's it. I have been Kalechi for, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. There's no fancy ending this week. I'm really, really out. I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind